How can you tell the difference between a faux leader and a true leader? Well, stick around because after this episode, it'll be very obvious. Five, four, three, two, one, lift off. Two women, one mission to break through the BS of business, money, and mindset so you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Colleen Longdon and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day listeners, this is Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent welcoming you back to Breaking Through the BS. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, Ray, today our episode is going to be about leadership. leadership. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just a little bit that, you know, we know about leadership. You know. Do we? Do uh, we really? Uh, about I mean, nearly 30 years. 30 years in, in the military? Yeah. yeah. Just a, maybe... Yeah, although then, some some would say we don't know anything about leadership, but yeah, because it's only military stuff, and you know, it's anyone, got nothing to do with business. Yeah, exactly. But uh, what do we say to that? BS. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So um, today we're here to share with you some of our insights and um, perspectives perspectives on leadership and just to blast through and break through some of the BS associated with leadership because um, you know. We don't think just because we were leaders in the military that we're the be-all and end-all of leadership, but we also understand and appreciate that the people who haven't been in the military that call us themselves leaders as well don't really know what they're talking about. So let's let's find a common ground somewhere in between, like that, I don't know, leadership sweet spot where you can be a leader. But I think leadership these days is about being a leader to yourself just about as much as it is to other people around you. Oh, most definitely. I mean, if you can't lead yourself, then you certainly can't lead others. Yeah, you certainly can't even lead them into temptation. <laughs> it's like, what do we say in the army? You couldn't um, organise a route in a whorehouse with a handful of hungies. Um, you know, so we all have to put an E on this episode. Yeah, I think you're going to have to. Okay. Yeah. Like most of the episodes, and E's not for edited, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> all right, but we're not going to say all the really bad words, but some of the, you know. Some may come up. Some may come up. All right, so, yeah, about the BS of leadership, you know, um, one of the, the points that I've been cognizant of my time throughout, you know, my history, and that is that um, position doesn't equal skills. Just because someone's put themselves in a position of leadership, especially in the in the business world, and you know we've got many gurus that self-appoint and say I am the leader within this industry. No, not really. Just because you're first there doesn't you might be the first in line and everyone's lined up behind you, but that doesn't mean that you're a leader. No, <laughs> no, no. It just means that there's a line, and mm. uh, as soon as you go, the next person. It's like a little Pez machine. <laughs> it's like as soon as you're taken out of the equation, then someone else like pops on up. But to me, that's not what leadership is about. And um, when I was in when when I was in the army, and you were in the army, that's where we met, Paul Ray. But um, it was it was very much like just because someone was in a position like as a um, an officer commanding or a you know platoon commander or something like that, that was their position. But that didn't mean that they had the abilities to be in that position. 
more often than not it did, but there were the odd occasions. And just because there were um, people had a rank, you know, to say that they were like a sergeant or a, a captain or a major, didn't make them a leader either, just gave them that rank. Mm. And so I think it's really important to differentiate or distinguish from, distinguish between the position and the ability of the person. Absolutely, yes. So, yeah, as we used to say, or like you and I used to say, because we would say things like this, rank and position don't make the leader. No, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes, you know, people will be lame ducks as leaders. And uh, a lot of the times, and I I actually saw this on some reports of uh, fellow officers, that the only reason that their soldiers followed them was out of curiosity to see what stupid thing they do next. You don't want to be one of those leaders. No, and unfortunately, I served under a few of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you weren't one of them. Oh, thank goodness. Because I that. didn't serve under you. Yeah, that's right. But... <laughs> no. From, from all accounts and <laughs> of what I've heard, you were a good leader. And isn't that like, um, that's good to know. But there is a generalisation amongst, like, in the military, you know, like the other ranks hate officers and go, oh, all officers are a waste of time. But that's just such a generalisation because just like everything in life, you get good leaders, you get bad leaders, you get good um, ORs and soldiers and you get bad soldiers. So, you know, it's... it's you get good business people and bad business people. Yeah, and good gurus and bad gurus. You know, it's just the duality of life, but it's... We, the best thing that you can do in life, I think, as a leader and as as a, even a follower, and there's nothing wrong with following. Just choose who you, um, you who you follow carefully, is just have that um, discernment. You know, it's just knowing what a good leader is, and that's what we're here here to yeah. talk about today. And just before you go on there, yeah. Pauline, it's also having the ability to know when to follow and when to lead. Ah, uh, isn't that a good one? Yeah, but we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. Yeah, we will. Nice open loop. Um, so one of the things about leadership is leadership is not a popularity competition. No, it's not Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> Although I love Survivor. Anyone who knows me knows that I love Survivor. But yeah, I mean, what I see with a lot of these so-called like faux leaders, I, I call everything like faux leaders, but it's like um, these faux leaders, they're trying to be popular with everyone. And But then what they also do, and, and this isn't such a bad thing except for when they really micro-niche themselves, is that when they um, cull their herd and they're, f- they're just surrounded by yes, yes people. Men. Yeah. Yeah. And then they actually really lose track of what's happening outside of their business. Well, that's when they start to drink their own Kool-Aid. Yeah, exactly. And that can be a really dangerous thing as a leader as well. It's like... Um, you want to have the thick skin so that the criticisms and that don't sink in. But you want to have at least enough insight to know that, hey, if this thing comes up all the time, then maybe it is you as a leader. Like, we've spoken in other episodes about pointing your finger out at other people, but always have enough insight as a leader to just take stock and think, hey, is this really me? This, this, fo- this problem seems to follow me around everywhere. Well, if if that's the case, it's, it's yeah. you. So just have Definitely. the have, have the, a look in the mirror. Yeah, have the balls just to stand there and say, "Ah, uh, yeah, it probably is me." So 
do that. And just one thing there, it's like um, with the balls, yeah. it's not just men that have balls. Yes. Everybody has balls and you can find them on the bottom of your feet. Correct. <laughs> yeah, we don't, as women, we don't need lady balls. No, not um, at all. No. Um, but anyway, but if, if women want to do that, that's fine. I'm not I'm not here to judge. Yeah, so as I said, leadership is not a popularity competition and nor can it be because sometimes leaders need to make tough decisions. And a lot of those tough decisions are usually unpopular with the masses. Absolutely. I remember when I was an officer and, you know, several times I had to tell people, you know, that unfortunately without much effort they they've they had well and truly reached their ceiling rank. <laughs> they were ranking. They were run one rank into their career, and they just run out of steam. <laughs> and so, you know, you just have to make the tough decisions. You have to make the tough decisions as to, you know, where people are going to be posted or you know deployed. Um, who's going to be deployed? There's a lot of things to consider, and so you are never going to be to everyone's flavour. Um. Common crap that's said about leadership by people who aren't leaders. There's oh, a lot, this, isn't there? This is a good one. Yeah. So we we hear it all all the time, and one of the big things that you see on social media and people, you know, like I don't know, they they think that there's some sort of like um I don't know, Leonidas or some freaking you know warrior leader, you know, from Sparta Spartans. or somewhere like that, and they're like, oh, you got to lead from the front. We say that. <laughs> Yeah, go on. Yes. Bullshit. <laughs> um, the, there is a big problem with that. And, you know, as, as much as we'd like to give credit to people who want to be, you know, gung-ho and be out there with their troops, the truth of the matter is that everyone has their own role. Roles and responsibilities. And, you know, if, if uh, an officer goes and gets in the way of the soldiers on the front line that are, you know, out on patrols and doing all the dangerous stuff and killing the baddies, but if, if an officer goes and does that, then they get in the way of the people that are trained to do that job. So leaders don't always lead from the front. There are opportunities and there, there may be situations where they can join their troops, but it's not a matter of okay, I'm going to get down in in the in the cold trenches. face or in the trenches with you guys, and I'm going to help you and everything like that. Leaders lead, and they need to have a bigger picture awareness. Exactly, and and that's something that a lot of people don't realise is that, you know, depending on where you are in the chain of command, depends on where how much of the the bigger picture you actually see. So sometimes like a soldier on the front line may see like a three-foot view. The sergeant may see like a 30-foot view. Uh, a, a lieutenant or lieutenant may see a 3,000-foot um, view. But the general's got like the 30,000-foot view. And each person, their view is relevant to the job that they're meant to do like for instance like the general is told okay um we're going to go to this country and we're going to win this country over okay so we're going to conquer that country then he he his um orders go down but at no time is really anyone told how to do their job they're told what the objective is. They're told what the mission is. And that was something that changed in the military years ago um, because they used to do that. The generals used to get in and tell people and, you know, they'd be out the front line telling people what to do. But they found out that that's, 
the wrong way to do it. And also generals were getting killed. And generals usually have been in the military for about, what, 30 years to get yeah, to that, that rank? And they had the experience. Exactly. You're not going to have a leader that's got 30 years experience on the front line as cannon fodder. It's ridiculous. So this is why we wanted to give, you know, leaders in, in business and, and uh, you know, up-and-coming leaders for their own businesses and things a bit of a different perspective because you're not expected to be on the front line and people who uh, see themselves as leaders that want to be on the front line means that they're not doing their job as a leader. If you're down in, in the trenches with your troops digging, digging shit pits and pitching tents, well, then you're actually doing the wrong job. You need to be doing the strategy and the higher order stuff so that people know what they're doing. And even like when you're in the army, I would help people put up tents as a lieutenant, but as a captain and certainly as a major, that was not my job. No, and, and usually from a an other ranks perspective, usually if a, a captain or a major came, came by and uh, tried to help... Mm. It's, it's usually, not appreciated. It's not, and it usually takes twice as long to fix up their mistake exactly because you can't tell them that they're doing it wrong yeah exactly um you've got to wait till they leave and then you've got to fix up the shit so there you go like you being on the front line makes you feel good because i know exactly what i'm doing but it wait it wastes other people's time and that's that's something really to take on board and you know we all want to be heroes but just let the heroes be heroes and, and we do our own jobs. So the other thing about um, leadership, another um, common crap that's said about leadership from people that aren't leaders or haven't been leaders is, um, no, my personal favourite, divide and conquer. And I have seen that happen in so much in business where these faux leaders or ineffective leaders that couldn't organise a route in a whole house um, get in there and they their policy is divide and conquer and without a doubt and without exception every time I've seen that deployed in business the business has gone belly up it's imploded on itself it's imploded and those people um, like the business was great until that person We've, I've seen it at the director level I've seen it in middle management and these people are like a cancer they need to be cut out of um, out of the businesses because why the hell would you want to divide and conquer a business like within, within personnel the business. within the business? Why would you divide anything? Isn't it all about inclusivity and coming to, um, coming together as a team? Why the hell would you create, like willingly create division? That's just wrong. It's stupid. Um, so that's unpopular with me for sure. Um, also, here's, here's another one. Keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, no. Like, my goodness. Um, no. So here's, here's, here's what's wrong with that. Um, the more we know about psychology, we, the more we know about, like, the brain food that we feed ourselves and that, if you... It's actually said that we are the sum of the five people that we hang around the most. Yeah. So knowing these two things, Ray, that we're the sum of the five people that we hang around most and uh, this stupid thing of, like, um, keep your friends close and your enemies even closer, what is the glaringly obvious stupid thing about that? You're going to 
turn out like your enemies. Yeah. And we've seen this so many times in real life. We have. Um, outside of the military mostly because people in the military won't have their enemies close. It's just not right. So we saw these uh, people who had great businesses but what they did, they had enemies within the business. Now, that is a toxic mess to start off with. You shouldn't have enemies within your business, just flat out. But So what they would do, though, they would say, I'm, I'm keeping my friends close, but my enemies even closer. So I can keep an eye so on I them. So I can keep an eye on them. So what happened, though? They... The enemies got a false sense of security that they were then, now that the person's friends... The friends that have had got the person to, or the people, to where they were in the industry started to to quit, started to pull back. And in the healing world, um, I saw it with a couple of leaders of, like, modalities, but then the, the people who used to be their friends speed off and made their own modality in competition against the person that they used to be friends with because the enemies were closer than the friends. There was no reward. There was nothing in it for them to stay in that modality anymore. And I've seen it in businesses as well where people who were very talented, who started out, you know, with the with the leaders and then all of a sudden they're relegated to like second or third down the pile because all of a sudden this person's keeping the enemies closer. What a red-hot mess. It was... It was horrible. It wasn't even pretty to watch. Yeah, and we saw a, a business um, go belly up in the GFC because of that. And it was a, it was a business that had a, a great shining vision, vision and future ahead of it. But because of this, because there was a leader, so-called leader, that was dividing and comp- conquering and keeping the enemies closest, um, they just died. And uh, anyway, it was such a tragedy. So. Don't keep your enemies close. Your enemies are your enemy. And if you are the some of the five people that you hang around the most, who would you prefer to hang around as a leader? Absolutely your friends. Your friends and also other leaders. Yeah, and people that mentally stimulate you. Yes. And actually are there to support you and to bring out the best in you. And isn't that the truth? You want people in your life to bring out the best in you. Yeah? Yes, most and definitely. And that's something that I see a lot of leaders do. And that's what I was saying um, earlier, that some leaders actually cull their herd and surround themselves with yes people. Yes people will not bring out the best in you. And there's a great saying, and a great many people have said it, um, but it goes something like, I have never learned anything from someone who agreed with me. Yeah, correct. That is so powerful. And as a leader, you will not learn from people around you that only say yes to you. We are not in a dictatorship. We don't have funny haircuts like the dude up in North (laughs) Korea, okay? So just be careful of who you surround yourself with as a leader. Okay. So um, another good thing um, to know about leadership and true leaders is that true leaders are never threatened by their subordinates. Now, when I say subordinates, in, in it doesn't matter where you are in life, whether that be um, in the military or just as a civilian, there is like not necessarily a chain of command as a civilian, but there is a ladder of like rank sort of. There is like there are people that are higher than you 
in like experience or expertise or knowledge. Um, so there is kind of, what I guess what they would call like a pecking order. Yeah? Yeah. And that's not to say that it's set in stone because as I keep saying throughout all the shows, everything is fluid in life. Nothing is meant to to stand still. Certainly we're not meant to and that's why we are evolu- um, evolutionary like beings. We evolve. Um, so the thing with um, a true leader though is if they are threatened by their subordinate, they are not a leader because a leader's role is to lift people up and train them and empower them to be better than the leader is themselves. You know, um, we say that we stand, uh, if I can see further, you know, Sir Sir Isaac Newton said, um, if I can see further, it's because I've stood on the shoulders of the giants that came before me. That is what a leader is. A leader is that those shoulders that allows other people to stand on them so that they can reach further. And as a leader, I did that in the army. And as a leader in, in, in business and in this industry, I am allowing people to stand on my shoulders. And I fully intend for these people to go further than I ever have. Although my my journey, my game's not up yet. It's not over. So no, you've still got a long way to go. I've still got a long way to go. And at the same time, I'm very happy for people to stand on my shoulders and get that boost that they need in life. So that's what leaders do. But leaders, something that I see a lot in civilian world, and um, very rarely would it happen in the military because probably do it once or you have it done to you once and it won't happen again, and that is dressing down people in public. Um, A true leader will praise people publicly but dress them down in private. I don't see a lot of these faux leaders doing that. And that's why I call them faux leaders. They are false leaders because they are actually cutting people down publicly. And that, to me, that's not on. That just shows how petty these people are. Whereas a true leader will not take those things public. No, and that's, definitely not. That's a huge difference. So just finishing up, because um, we've gone through a lot of things here on, on this um episode today but just remember about leadership the fish rots from the head first and so if there is rot in an industry within a business if there is rot in your business you need to sit down and have a look at yourself as a leader and see if you're the head of that that business the rot has started with you somewhere yeah yeah so um, bad leaders need to be identified and avoided. And so if, um, and this is why we wanted to talk about it. We're not talking about just you being a leader, but we're talking about the leaders that you follow. If you are who you hang around, the five people that you hang around, if you hang around bad leaders, you will become a bad leader. So find yourself good role models of good leaders that can bring out the best in you. Yeah, don't always get stuck with the bad example of how not to do something exactly i had that for so long when i was in the army i had so many role models of how not to be a leader that i got confused about how to be a leader it wasn't until i actually had a really a couple of really great role models that my leadership style which was um i put it in the firm and fair um category sort of category really took flight and uh, 
yeah, I mean, I I didn't have to yell at my soldiers or, or diggers, we call them in, in, in the Australian Army, because, you know, digger is such a, an affectionate word. But I actually had so much um, respect for my diggers, and I didn't have to raise my voice. I didn't have to yell at them. And, in fact, that's not the way to be a leader. It's not effective all the time to rip someone's face off. It is demotivating and demoralising. And But if you have to do that, do it in private. But always praise people publicly, which is a really good thing I want to leave people with. But avoid bad leaders, and you need to do that for your own safety and for the sake of your success. You cannot be successful when you surround yourself with these poor examples of leaders. Um, be the leader that you deserve to be, but also be the leader that people deserve. And it, as Ray so poignantly says, and I'll let you say it, Ray, I'm not going to steal your thunder. Oh, um, be the leader that you always wanted someone else to be for you. Yeah, that's exactly what I did when I was in the army. That's when all of my leadership abilities came together. Instead of saying, oh man, I want this person to lead me, it's like, okay, so who who would I want to be, who would I want to be a role model for me? Let me be that role model for them. And that's what happened. And a lot of my diggers went on to bigger and better things. Some of my diggers actually went out and um, won some of the highest awards uh, for being medics under fire and things like that. So, um, And that's something about a leader. They will be happy for the accolades and the awards their their subordinates get and more they, than their own. And they won't take ownership yeah. of those awards that someone else gets. Exactly, exactly. So hopefully we've made it fairly clear today <laughs> what, uh, what we feel about leadership and some of the BS that's out there about leadership. If you've got any comments or concerns, queries, you know, just get in touch with us. And um, uh, some people won't always agree with us, but, you know, unless you've actually had a fair bit of leadership experience, um, you know, it's easy to hypothesise and think what being a leader is all about. And, um, but yeah, just step up and be that leader that perhaps you wish was there for you when you started and be that for someone else tag you're it (laughs) (laughs) cool and on that note thank you very much for staying tuned in and listening and we look forward to hearing oh sorry (laughs) we look look forward to you listening to our next session (laughs) okay bye for now bye hey thanks for listening to the show Come on over to BreakingThroughTheBS.com. That's BreakingThroughTheBS.com. And that's where you'll find all the episodes, all the transcribes, and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review. And let all your friends know about Breaking Through the BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now.